I don't know what to say after that. I, I've got to preach, but uh, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to welcome all of our campuses, Appleton, Brookfield, Milwaukee, Germantown Online. We want to welcome you today. But wow, thank you so much. Uh, Ryan Coggins, I don't know where you are, but uh, I'll get you at some point. There he is. And uh, what, really, frosted sugar cookies? Oh, that's legit, right? Is I, I get some, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's like, there are, yeah, that's one of my favorites, and so... I have a lot of favorites when it comes to food. Does that surprise anybody? And so, wow. So, uh, man, thank you so much. Thank you for, uh, my birthday is on December 31st, but with the holidays and the way everything falls and all that kind of stuff. So we've kind of been celebrating and uh, my folks are in town this weekend and I've had friends in town this weekend to kind of celebrate and and buddies that came in and took me to dinner on Friday night because I had to be back to preach at their churches as their churches on Sunday. So again, I'm a bit speechless on this deal and uh, I don't get that very often, but I do have to preach and, and they've already started the timer. So I get no grace today whatsoever. And we're starting a brand new series. I kept saying to Ryan, Hey, do you think maybe we should just like do have other people just speak? Cause I just knew it was going to, and he was like, no, 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 you've got to start the series. You've got to do it. He's such a He's, a, he's just such a taskmaster on that stuff. And so he gives me no, no, no break at all. And yeah, I know you don't feel sorry for me, but anyhow. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me today to John's Gospel, chapter 14. John chapter 14. We're starting a brand new series today called True North. And, um, and so I want to kind of open it up this way. So if you're a kid of the 80s or you were around in the late 70s, early 80s, you will get this. If you don't, I may offend some of you. And so, again, I want to say two things. I'm sorry. And secondly, um, I'm sorry. And so, uh, but, uh, but there was a guy named Rambo, John Rambo. Anybody remember this? That's right. And so seventh grade, it was my first rated R movie, I know. And if you look at that today, it looks like it's PG, except for some of the blood. But, but anyhow, and so, and so Sylvester Stallone played this character. And I was like, I mean, 1978, 1979, 1980, 1981. I'm like right in the throes of upper elementary, middle school years. So I am like everything, anything that was like action and go. And I, that was it, right? And so he had this knife, this, this survival knife that came out, which looks similarly to this. <laughs> I actually pulled this up from my past. Now, yeah, it gets better. So, and the deal is, is, is it was a survival knife. And so you could actually get it. This may be offensive to some of you, but, but basically it was, you could, you could do anything. I mean, you could really do some damage with this. And especially when you're a sixth grader, right? And you have a younger brother, just go there with me for a moment. So I, I was, and at the top of it has a compass, right? And then you would un, and it was sealed up. And so then you actually could, this is for real. This is my knife I've kept all these years. I don't actually use it. But then inside there was fishing line that pulled out with matches. This is all circa 1980 when I made this myself. Bullion cubes that are probably still in there. Yep. It's all there. And, and if you remember the movie, he, he basically, you know, he, he gets this gash. And so he takes the fishing line and he sutures himself up. I did try that once. I wouldn't do that again. 
not as an adult, just as a kid. But I was totally into all of this stuff. Anything that was survival, outdoor, I can do this. We don't need tents. And I remember with a couple of buddies, again, with our Rambo knives that we got for, I think they were like $5.95. That's all plastic right there. It's great. And it's amazing that the blade still stays on. But anyhow, we had these. And we, we went camping outside during Christmas break. No tent. Built our own lean-tos. Did all of that. Again, it wasn't Wisconsin, it was Arkansas, so it's a little bit more mild. But still, not realizing that we were under this tree in this area that was fully infected with what's called poison ivy, which I am highly allergic to. So Christmas Eve, I start itching like crazy. Christmas morning, I am just inflamed and red with this rash all over my body, having no clue what was going on, having to go to the ER. That was a memorable Christmas for my parents. And only to find out that me and my Rambo knife and my survival skills, we were um, in, in poison ivy and, and didn't know it because, again, it was, in, it was dormant at that time. It was still alive, but it was, you couldn't see it. And so anyhow, so I, I'm, I'm all about this whole survival, like this deal. And one of the things that I learned as a kid in scouting programs, and I would do these big backpacking trips and do all of this. I, I, I know I look like I'm really soft. And my body's made more for like a, a four seasons. But, 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 but I, I loved all of this as a kid. And, he, and, and, and the thing I learned was, was the value of a compass. And a compass is something that really helps you. And, and actually today at every campus, you're going to get a compass as you leave today. Now, I probably wouldn't try to navigate the North Woods with this compass. I'm just telling you, it's more of a paperweight of sorts. And it's got a LC logo on the backside, but it'll be kind of a prayer token. But as you leave today, you're going to get one of these. And, 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 the, and, and the deal is, is that as I'm sitting back in our culture and what's happening today, everybody is guided by something. Everybody has a certain, um, everybody has a different compass, if you will. It feels like, it feels like there are more compasses, more, more people trying to navigate life, trying to calibrate life with these different directions. And what I want to do is go back to this talk today, and I want to spend time in this series about what's the true north. What, what's the, what's, and, and true north is basically the, the it's, it's that inherent magnetic field uh, that aligns all compasses north whereby any other, all other direction is based upon. That, that's it. Now we have like digital satellites, GPS uh, uh, systems today that we don't go back to the old school, but if everything went down and all the electronics went out, there's a navigational inherent magnetic field going north that every compass when it's laid out correctly will actually take you to that true north in which everything else in life can be oriented to. Isn't that interesting that God in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the fullness thereof decides to lay things out in such a way that is, there is one way. And when you get that one way right, then all these other things in life begin to come together. But if you miss that one way, if you miss that true north, if your compass is, uh, is, is orientated to something different than what it's supposed to, then everything else is off in life. So today, I want to talk to you about that true north. I want to unpack this true north ideology. I want to challenge what you think a bit, not according to what I think or my ideology or any other type of, of humanistic uh, ideology, but according to what does God's word say. And today, when I talk about this, this whole idea of true north, I want to talk to you about the north star, the Polaris, uh, that which has navigated uh, those by the stars and by the galaxy for years. And as Christ followers, we know that Jesus is our North Star. He's our 
true north. Matter of fact, John's gospel, Jesus says it this way in John's gospel, chapter 14, starting in verse 1. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you that I would go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the where I'm going, the way to where I'm going. Verse five. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Jesus declares of himself. I am the ultimate true north. I am the north star. I am that inherent uh, uh, ingrained magnetic field in which everything else in life is built upon. I am the one that if you get this right, if you get this point of direction right, if you get this geographical landmark right, if you get this orientation or direction right, everything else will work out. If you get this wrong, you miss everything else. You may be climbing a ladder only to get to the top and realize it's leaning against the wrong wall. See, everybody's going somewhere in life, but few people go there on purpose. You're all headed somewhere. Your life is orientated somewhere. The compass of your life has a true north that you can go, hey, I don't believe that Jesus is that. So you oriented against money. You oriented against politics. You oriented towards, towards whatever ideologies that you believe. And if, I guess if you're right, you'll find out in the end. And if you're wrong, you'll find out as well. As Christians, as Christ followers, we believe God's word and we believe what Jesus says of himself, that he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I am that true north, I am that north star. So what does that mean? Especially in a world that kind of rejects one truth, one absolute truth. Jesus says it this way, for I'm the way. Go back to the original Greek in which that that word way is written And it means this, road or route, journey or path. I I am the road. I'm the route. I'm the journey. I'm the pathway. Jesus, every time he goes to his disciples, he uses these two words, follow me. He goes to every single one of them and says, come and follow me and I will make you. It's not about, hey, here, eat this. Hey, take this. Hey, do this. If you just recite this prayer, if you just sign this card, if you just take this, kind of if any of you watch The Matrix at Christmas, right, it, it, which pill are you going to take? What, do, do you want to know truth or do you want to live in your delusional world? It, very interesting how they laid that out. It, it, it's, 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 it's this thing of Jesus says, no, 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 it's not as simple as just signing a card or showing up at church or, or doing this thing or that thing. It's about a path. It's about a journey. It's about a road. And I am that road. And I am that path. And I am that journey. And to everyone, the disciples, that's what he says to them. Follow me. Let's go do life together. And that's the thing when you, when you understand about a compass, when you orientate it towards a true north and you know what direction you're facing, you know what direction you're going, then based on that compass, you're able to go. 
You're, you're able to guide your life and go, you know what, I've gotten off the path a bit. I, I've gotten off the way a bit. I've gotten off the road a bit. And I need to go back to what's my true north. That's why I'm preaching about this today. Because I think in our world today, my challenge to you is what's your true north? Yes, I truly believe you have your own ability to choose for yourself. You're not a rock'em, sock'em robot. God does not control you with a heavenly joystick from the cosmos. But what is it? And as I would teach my daughters, I don't know is an unintelligent response. It's your life. Is it Jesus? Is it money? Is it, is it status? Is it education? Is it people? Where do you orient your life? Where do you stop for a moment, pull out the compass and go, okay, where, 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 where am I? Okay, there, there I am, okay. This is the direction I'm going. I really want to go here. So let me go there. What is that? Jesus says, I'm that. Follow me. I'm the North Star. I'm the one you can look to the heavens and go, that's the North Star. That's the Polaris. That's where it's set. That's the direction that we're going. So that in the dark, when you can't read the compass, you can still see it. And the daylight, when you have the ability to be able to pick up on the inherent magnetic field of the north without any technology, you can go, this is where it is. Again, back to my crazy, mad Rambo skills. You can look at the moss on the backside of a tree and figure out where the north is. I know, I know you're impressed by that. So he says, follow me. And see, there's this chasm. This is real simple between God and between us and this expanse is sin and you and I cannot, cannot get there. We, we, we want to get to God, but we can't get to God. And that's why God loved you and I so much that he gave Jesus his one and only son that if we would believe in him, we would not perish. We would have everlasting life. If we would follow him, if we would make him, if we would acknowledge him as our true north, our north star, we would have salvation. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we can be saved. True north. Where are you today? I didn't ask if you signed a card to be a member of a church. I didn't ask if you did some action like take communion or be water baptized. That's great. I'm asking you about your heart. God doesn't judge on the outer appearance. We, we don't fake God out. He judges on our heart. He doesn't look at the intention. Uh, the, he, 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 he goes all the way down to, to, to the core of my heart. And when he does that, it's what do I believe? What's my true north? Is it Jesus? Have I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior? Romans 10, 9 and 10. If I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, I will be saved. Do I believe that he's the way, the truth, and the life that no man gets to the Father but through the Son? That is as what Luke writes in Acts chapter 4, that there is no other name under heaven by which man can be saved. If he's not your true north in a couple minutes, whether you're watching online, whether you're at a campus, anywhere, I'm going to give you an opportunity to just simply invite Jesus Christ into your heart and your life and to acknowledge and to make him your true north, to pull out the compass of your life and go, that's where I'm going to. My true north is not going to be about money. It's not going to be about a relationship. It's not going to be about, uh, it's not going to be about, about security or it's not going to be about a, a geopolitical statement. It's not going to be about anything else other than Jesus. He goes on to say, I'm the way, I'm the truth. I'm the truth. 
So what does he mean by that? Well, the Greek word for truth there is fact, reality, or objective certainty. It's not soft. It's not mushy. It's it's not plausible reality. It is a concrete, you can go to the bank and cash the check kind of a reality. Colossians 1.15 says that he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. If you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who, who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, and you, then you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We, we read it, if you're, if you're tracking along with us this week, we talk about truth, and, and you're reading, you're doing the soap, the journal. So we start at the beginning of the year, every year you can jump on any point in time. We've been walking through the Gospel of John. And, um, and so uh, it was Wednesday, and, and it was John chapter 10, and, verse, and, he, and Jesus talks about the, the good shepherd. And, and he says that there's, there's, there's kind of two shepherds in the world, verse 1 and verse 2. The, the real shepherd comes to the sheep gate, but there's a, there's a thief or a robber, a fake shepherd that comes in the other way. And, and basically, there are fakes and phonies, and beware that Jesus Christ is the only truth. Never have I ever had to, in and, and, and all of my years of pastoring, in all of my 50 years on this planet, <laughs> have had to walk and preach on a, in, in a, in a Sunday morning with not having the complete certainty that everybody in the room understands that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life in this country. But I do today. I can't make an assumption that you or that your kids get this or know this. I can't just assume that, well, you, you know that, that there's false gods and that we don't do those false gods. And, and, and no, 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 no. Today, everybody has this idea of truth. Well, that's your truth, and that's your truth, and that's your truth. At some point in time, it's like, really? Somebody's got to be lying. Do you ever feel like that? Right? You know? Like, I just got this thing, and don't, don't judge me on this, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about my life. And I, I got this thing called a Peloton, right? And so they've got these riders and it's these spin classes. And I know, just don't imagine me in full leotard, okay? <laughs> and I am taking these classes, and I've done spin classes before, and they yell at you and all that, and whatever. I'll meet you in the parking lot, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? So, but they're just, but it's like, oh, this is your best self, and this is your, tr-. and it's just like some psycho babble pop. What, it's like, I just want to sweat and lose this weight so I can eat more. Would you quit being a psychologist right now? You're a stinking bicycle instructor. No offense if that's what you do. I think I've been to some people somewhere. Let me give my email. It's rcoggins at lifechurchwi.com. But it's just, but it's everywhere in our world. Oh, how does this make you feel? How do you feel? Let's just talk softly. Are you kidding me? Like, what's this truth and that truth? And we need to be kind of all. No! No! The Bible says we're in a war for the souls of humanity. There is a real war. And there's a real devil that's going about, John 10, 10, going like a, like a lion, going about prowling like a lion who is on the prowl looking to steal and kill and destroy your life, your family, your marriage, your kids, and everything that you believe about Jesus. 
So the Bible says, let us every day put on the full armor of God that we may be ready to stand against the wiles of the enemy, to have our helmet of salvation, the blessed plate of righteousness, our loins girded about with the spirit of truth, our feet shod with the preparation of readiness for the gospel of peace, with the shield which is of faith and the sword which is God's word. Let us advance and go forward. This is what we're called to do because listen, there is a battlefield on what truth is and Jesus defined it a long time ago. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life, period. There is no other alternative. <laughs> and again, I didn't write it. Cause let me tell you, cause this is where people go, well, you know, he's the pastor. He just wants the church to grow. No, if I just wanted a bunch of people, I'd just go do what you want to do. Yeah, that's great. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yes, she's wrong and she's wrong, but you're right. I just tell everybody what they want to hear. But that's not truth. And all that's going to do is destroy you and your life and your family in the end. The truth is, is that when you orient your life towards him, that north star, that Polaris, that true north, then you have true perspective. Look, you may be wanting to go to Florida for a vacation, and you've got the minivan packed, and you're talking about Disney World, and you're talking about the beach, and you've got your, your trunks on and your tank top on, you've got some zinc on your nose, you know what I'm talking about? And you're on I-43, but if you're headed north, not south, you're going to find a beach in Escanaba, Michigan, but it's not going to be the beach that you wanted to get to. But, but I wanted it. Yeah. What's the problem? Are you, are you not packed? No, I'm packed. Are, are you not desiring? No, I'm desiring. It's the direction. Look. We all get off every once in a while. We all get caught up in our own stuff. We all get caught up in our own affairs. That's the reason why Jesus said, stop for a minute and calibrate yourself. Make sure you get this thing right. Oh, there it is. I'm right. That's not the direction. I, that's north, but I really want to be going, going uh, uh, east right now. So I need to head this way. But, but I thought this way was north. And so I was actually, actually going south. So I need to recalibrate. How do you do that? According to his word, according to who Jesus is. The way Truth and life. The word life there means vitality, full of breath, eternal. The deliverance uh, that Jesus was about was, to, was provided through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. It was not about a political statement. It was not about a social deliverance, which most of the Jews were seeking in the first century. But true deliverance and life and bondage from sin and death to life and freedom in eternity has nothing to do with geopolitical politics or social issues of the day. They may affect today, but they don't affect your life in eternity. John chapter 14, verse 6, he, Jesus says that no one comes to the Father except through me. That he is the way, that he is the truth, he is the life, that life only comes through Christ. It only comes through Christ. See, here's, here's part of it is, is this, when, when, when sometimes when you're challenged with, with how you live your life and you're challenged with God's word and, and you're doing this, but God's word tells you to do that and you're, you're in this conflict of that, which again, read Romans 7, Romans 8, Romans, Romans 6, th those 6, 7, and 8, those three chapters talk about the war that goes on inside of us. The things that I don't want to do, I do. The things that I do want to do, I don't do. And where, therein, Paul says, lies this war. 
when you do that and you stop for a moment and you just kind of go, but I think, man, if I didn't, if I wasn't just so following God's word and maybe I did this over here, that'd be a little bit more lively, have more life to it. Maybe if I loosened up a little bit and I just lived a little bit more, it would be more life. What is that? That's just your mind telling you to kind of deviate away from what God's word says. The truth of the matter is if you lean into God's word, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's disciplining, even when, it's, even when God's word kind of calls you on your stuff and brings you back in the right relationship, even when it reorients you, and it feels like I thought this way was the right way, but as I'm looking at the compass, I'm actually supposed to be going this way. What happens in that is that I truly find life. How many times is it that I think, Proverbs says it this way, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, your own way of what you think is north, what you think it. No, no, what does his word say? And what's interesting is when I do it the way God's word says, when I, the creation, do it the way the creator who wrote the instruction manual, who wrote, who built the product, which is me, you, I, work, I live life in best relationship between me and God and between me and my spouse, me and my kids, me and my fellow man. It's the optimum way to live life. Therefore, even if I wasn't interested in the sweet by and by and I'm only interested in the here and now, the way the Bible calls me to live my life is not trying to keep me from joy or keep me from happiness or keep me from fulfillment. It's trying to ensure that I'm going to have happiness, joy, and fulfillment that sustains, that's not there for a moment, that's not there for a fling, that's not there for just this or that, but it's something that sustains over and over and over in my life because God knows that he, his way is life. And the enemy tries to show you, no, if you go over here, if you have this relationship, if you get involved in this sexual activity, if you, if you take this, if you drink this, this is life. TV says, hey man, if you go to the bar and you do this, this is life. Hey, if you go over here and you do, this is life. And if you watch media, you think nobody has any morals anymore. Nobody ever talks right anymore. Nobody lives right anymore. And you think you're the only person. Oh, woe is me. You're kind of like Elijah in the Old Testament. I'm the only one God that's serving you. And the truth of the matter is, is no, it's a lie of the enemy. This way of the Bible, this way of Jesus being the true north, this way of him being the orientation of how we do everything else in our life, even when it goes into counterculture with with a culture and with the world in which we live in it's the very best way for us I'm just saying it this way I talk to a lot of people when I see people on their best day and their worst day as a minister I see people at the beginning of life and at the end of life I've never had somebody at the end of life go I wish I'd had more affairs I wish I'd have gambled a little bit more. I wish I'd have spent one more night at the bar. I wish I'd have drank just a little bit more. I wish I would have tried this drug and this drug. I'd really just kind of chickened out and didn't want to go that far because of how addictive. I wish I would have spent more time at the office. I wish I'd have spent more time working for the company. I wish I would have tried to, I've never, ever, ever had anybody do that, ever. But I've had a lot of people say, oh, I wish 
I could do this over. I wish I had these years over. I've seen grown men that never cried. Tears streaming down their face. I'm telling you, I can tell you one I'm thinking right now. You wouldn't know him. Never saw him crying in my day in my life. Knew him my entire life. But as I walked into that hospital room, knowing he was never going to get out, tears streaming down his face. Why? Because somewhere along the way, he bought into a lie that he knew better. And he had it. And he knew where he was going. Ladies, don't say amen too much on this. Kind of like a man who goes, I got this. I know where we're going. (laughs) Thinking he's going to Florida on the right highway, just going the completely wrong direction. Instead of humbling and surrendering and saying, no, I'm not the way. I'm not the truth. I'm not the life. It's him. So God, you, you orient my life. You be my true north. I'll look to you. You tell me where north is. And then you tell me where to go from there. Jesus, you be my orientation. So you don't have to get freaked out in this world when this world says truth is over here and truth is over there and truth is this and truth is found in here. No, 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 no. No, listen. Just orient yourself to Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. We used to sing a song in the church. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And let the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Today, if you're looking for a journey or a path with objective certainty, that is a factual reality that leads to vitality that will never fade or never die, Jesus is your answer. He is your North Star which guides all mankind home. That's my question for you today. What's your compass? What's guiding you today? Who's guiding you today? Is it you? Is it some ideology that man came up with? Is it what you think is right or what you were told is right? Is it your concocted version of scripture that's kind of morphed into something that becomes way more about religion and not about relationship? I would tell you that Jesus is the true north. And that's what we're going to keep unpacking. Next weekend, I hope you'll join me again and the following weekend. And I'm going to ask you to pray today. Matter of fact, that every campus, everywhere, would you just bow your head and close your eyes? Just out of reverence. And we can all think about this. What's my true north? Do I believe Jesus is that north star, so to speak? He is the one in which everything else. He is the truth in which everything else. He is the way in which everything else. He is a life in which everything else revolves around. Maybe you believe that, but you've never confessed that. Maybe you believe that, but you're living a life that doesn't, doesn't, no one would know that reality. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray for you today. I'm going to pray for you, and then at every campus, 
Uh, the band's going to come and they're going to lead in a song and the campus pastor will come and wrap us up. But, but I just want to take a moment. And if that's you, I want to give you an opportunity to acknowledge Jesus Christ, to accept Jesus Christ, to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and your life and to save you. If that's you today, I just want you right where you are at every campus, I just want you to slip up your hand high enough for me to be able to see it and back down. You're saying, man, Aaron, I, I'm, I'm that person. I need to give my life to Christ today. Thank you. Just up and back down. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else, thank you. Every campus, thank you. Even online, just, just let someone know because there, there, there's a campus pastor that's online. You can just put it on the, on the bar. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Here's what I want to do. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I, I want to lead you in this prayer. And praying this prayer doesn't save you, but if you believe the prayer that you're praying, that's salvation. That begins the journey. That's so that you know that you've acknowledged that Jesus Christ is your true north, that you believe in what we're preaching today, that he's the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father except through him. And you began this journey in following Jesus. You do exactly what the disciples did. You follow him, and he begins to make you. And maybe you're here today, too, and you're a Christ follower, but, man, you've, you've gotten off path. You're on the right road, but you're just the wrong direction. As we pray this morning, I'd encourage you right where you are just to say, Jesus, forgive me and make a recommitment. Acknowledge, reflect, and think about the direction that your life is going. Is it following God's word or is it following your path? I'm gonna lead those of you that raised your hand in this prayer and I'm gonna ask for those of you that have prayed this prayer before to lend your voice for those that may be praying this prayer for the very first time at every single campus and online would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my life, to be my Lord, and to be my Savior. I believe that you, Jesus, are true north. Son of God, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for my sins, and rose from the grave, just like the Bible says. I give you my life, and I give you my past. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, and I choose to follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for every person that prayed that prayer for the very first time or they rededicated their life to you, that the joy of the Lord would be their strength, that the peace of God that passes understanding would flood their hearts. And I pray, Lord, for those that, Lord, that today they are serving you, but they're just, they're on the right road, but they're going the wrong direction. And I just pray, Lord, as we look at you, as we reflect in these moments, as we have this, as every campus, as the band comes back to lead in one more song and we reflect upon this, Father, that we would orient our hearts and orient our lives and not just the intent of our heart, but the direction of our lives and the direction that you want as our true north, our north star. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.